Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Friday, February 9th. On today's show, Barclays announces new restrictions on oil and gas financing, while a Hamburg bank is suspected as a financial hub for Iranian terror. Plus, Porter Airlines appoints Rob Palmer as their new finance chief. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a significant development in the finance sector. Barclays, Britain's largest lender to the oil and gas industry, has announced it will cease direct financing of new oil and gas fields and limit lending to energy companies expanding fossil fuel production. This move is part of its transition finance framework, published last Friday. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about this decision by Barclays? Certainly. This decision comes after intense pressure from campaigners over Barclays' energy policy, which has been linked to an increase in climate-damaging emissions from the burning of fossil fuels. From 2025, Barclays will also curb broader financing to non-diversified companies, such as pure-play exploration companies, if more than 10% of their expenditure goes toward expanding production over the longer term. What does this mean for existing clients of Barclays who are involved in upstream energy? Laura Barlow, Barclays Group Head of Sustainability, has stated that existing upstream energy clients that breach the 10% threshold would go through an enhanced oversight process that also looks at the client's investment in decarbonization. It's not an absolute red line, but it will inform the bank's risk appetite. How does this move by Barclays compare to actions taken by other banks? Barclays is joining other banks like HSBC and BNP Paribas that are tightening oil and gas lending while pledging to increase funding to areas such as renewable energy. They're targeting $1 trillion in such lending by 2030. The move has been welcomed by nonprofit ShareAction, which had been pressuring Barclays to do more to tackle climate change. What impact will these curbs have on Barclays' business? The project finance curbs are not expected to have a major impact on Barclays' business, given its limited market share. The bank is not in the top 15 of major project finance banks globally, and most have yet to adopt similar restrictions. What has been the response from the investment community to Barclays' new policy? The response has been generally positive. Danish investor Spareinvest, for example, said Barclays' policy introduces significant new commitments. However, they and others, including UK pension investor Nest, have urged further steps, such as on short lead time assets and fracking. What are some of the additional restrictions introduced by Barclays? Barclays has introduced several additional restrictions. These include no financing for exploration and production in the Amazon, and from June 2024, no financing to firms that get more than 20% of their production from unconventional sources such as oil sands. All Barclays corporate clients in the energy sector will be expected to present transition plans or decarbonization strategies by January 2025, alongside 2030 methane reduction targets, and a commitment to end all non-essential venting and flaring by 2030. Thanks for the insights, Michael. In other finance news, a small Hamburg bank, Varengold Bank AG, has been identified as the hub of a covert financial network 
that Iran has allegedly been using for years to channel money to its terror proxies in the Middle East, including Hezbollah in Lebanon and Yemen's Houthi rebels. This is according to officials from two Western intelligence agencies. James, our correspondent for Simply Finance, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about this situation? Certainly, David. Western intelligence has provided evidence to German financial authorities that Iran was using Varangold Bank AG to fund its terror affiliates. This has led to a comprehensive investigation that has essentially forced the bank to close its commercial banking operations. And how does Iran's military complex fit into this? Western intelligence officials have indicated that Iran's military complex relies on European banks to launder the proceeds from its illicit sale of oil and other goods. The goal is to obtain hard currency, which is easier to move through the global financial system without detection. So, what are the implications of this for Varengold Bank AG and other banks that may be involved in similar activities? The implications are quite serious. Being implicated in such activities can lead to hefty fines, sanctions, and reputational damage. In the case of Varengold Bank AG, it has had to all but shut down its commercial banking operations. For other banks, it serves as a warning to ensure their systems are robust enough to prevent such illicit activities. James, thanks for those insights into the financial world. In related news, Canada's Porter Airlines has announced the appointment of Rob Palmer as its new chief financial officer. Palmer, who most recently served as the CFO of the Calgary Airport Authority, officially joined the Toronto-based carrier on February 7th. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about Rob Palmer and his experience? Certainly. Rob Palmer brings a wealth of experience to Porter Airlines. In addition to his recent role at the Calgary Airport Authority, he has also served as vice president and controller of Calgary-based WestJet. His understanding of airport operations and airline finances is expected to be a significant asset for Porter, particularly as the airline is currently in a phase of rapid expansion. What can you tell us about Porter's expansion plans? Porter Airlines is indeed in a growth phase. The carrier, which operates flights to over 30 cities with its fleet of new Embraer 195E2s and older de Havilland Dash 8400s, has been extending its reach to the west coast of the USA. It recently launched flights from Toronto to Los Angeles and San Francisco. In addition, Porter has entered into an interline agreement with major U.S. carrier Alaska Airlines, offering combined itineraries and coordinating on marketing flights. The airline describes this as a broad partnership that connects its regional network across eastern Canada to Alaska's established U.S. West Coast links. And what about Porter's previous CFO, Jeffrey Brown? Jeffrey Brown stepped down from his role as Porter's CFO in October to take up the same position with Canadian company Chartwell Retirement Residences. Brown had been with Porter since 2014. His departure paved the way for Rob Palmer's appointment. How does Porter's partnership with Montreal's Air Transat factor into all this? Porter's business partnership with Air Transat is another strategic move to expand its network and compete with major players like Air Canada and WestJet. Through this partnership, the carriers coordinate flight schedules and routes, effectively broadening their respective networks. Thanks for the insights, Abby. As we continue to monitor the impacts of strategic partnerships and leadership changes on companies, let's shift our focus to Commerzbank AG, 
The bank has chosen to implement SureComp's DOCA NG solution for back-office trade finance processing across various entities. This decision comes after a thorough evaluation period, during which the bank acknowledged SureComp for its significant market presence, extensive international customer base, and commitment to fostering a collaborative and open API-driven digital trade finance evolution. Here with us to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about this development? Certainly, David. Commerce Bank AG, based in Frankfurt, handles a large number of trade finance transactions annually. As a key part of the bank's growth strategy, the integration of DOCA NG, which will be hosted within the bank's private cloud infrastructure, is aimed at enhancing and unifying the back office management of letters of credit, guarantees, and other trade finance instruments. And what are the expected benefits of this integration? The integration is expected to streamline the bank's internal processes, strengthen control and oversight, and speed up customer approvals. Jörg Motel, Global Head of Product Management Trade Finance at Commerce Bank, has stated that a new, modern technological infrastructure is key to securing their leading market position in trade finance and enables them to tailor their offerings even more to their customers' needs. What does this mean for SureComp? This is a significant endorsement for SureComp. Yaron Hoopert, SureComp's SVP of Account Management, expressed his pleasure that Commerce Bank is relying on SureComp as a long-term partner to build its next-generation trade finance platform. He stated that their teams are fully committed and ready to deliver the most advanced trade finance platform in the industry. What does this mean for the future of trade finance? This move by Commerce Bank signifies a clear commitment to facilitating global trade finance for their German corporate clients. It also highlights the growing trend of financial institutions leveraging technology to streamline their operations and enhance customer service. It's a clear indication that the future of trade finance is increasingly digital. That was Simply Finance reporter Celeste. Thanks for the insights. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.